The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1915-1918 dynasty of legendary coach John Heisman's Georgia Tech Golden Tornado. Now, the Heisman Trophy, we all recognize the award, and we know the names, of course. Jay Berwanger, Tommy Harmon, Doc Blanchard, Glenn Davis, Dope Walker, Hopalong, Cassidy, Billy Cannon, Ernie Davis, O.J. Simpson, Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell, Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson, and the list goes on. But how about the name on the trophy, Heisman? This was legendary coach John Heisman, and the tradition of really his college football bears his name in its most prestigious award. His coaching career at Auburn, Clemson, Penn, Washington, and Jefferson and Rice were all impressive, but his years at Georgia Tech, specifically from 1914 to 1918, were more than impressive. They were nothing short of mythical. The genesis of those years actually harkened back to 1906. See, at Georgia Tech, Heisman had lobbied and got the forward pass to be approved to be used in college football, and he ended up employing it like a well-oiled machine. And on top of that, Heisman then developed the jump shift, or the Heisman shift, and this was a combination that soon left unsuspecting defenses scratching their heads searching for answers. So by the time 1915 rolled around, he had perfected his offense, and then it happened. In a remarkable four-year stretch from 1915 to 1918, when John Heisman, Golden Tornadoes, as they were back then, they had a run for the ages. A scoring powerhouse that the history of college football has never seen before or since. A 33-game undefeated streak, a national championship, and a loss that simply defies imagination. Let's go back to the end of the 1914 season when Georgia Tech posted a 6-2 and record and notice they won the last two games of the season. So let's begin to keep track, shall we? Entering the 1915 season, Georgia Tech had a two-game winning streak. So in the 1950 season, the Golden Tornadoes posted a 7-0-1 record. Average victory was a 29-3 win. They began the season defeating Mercer 52-0 and Davidson 27-7 and Transylvania then 67-0. By the time they got to the end of the season, they posted consecutive shutouts, a tie to Georgia 0-0, and a 7-0 defeat of Auburn. So entering the 1916 season, Georgia Tech now had a 10-game unbeaten streak. The 1916 Golden Tornado would post an 8-0-1 record. This was the season where they defeated Cumberland 222 to nothing. Their average win was 47-2. Their only blemish was a 7-7 tie against Washington and Jefferson. They began the season by defeating Mercer 61 to nothing, and then the second game of the season, they faced Cumberland. Now, in two of my previous podcasts, I talked about this game. One of the podcasts discussed what led up to the game. The other was a play-by-play. But let's look at the game for a moment. Georgia Tech's victory was the largest margin of victory in the history of football. Again, it was 222 to nothing. 
It may have stemmed from, of all things, a baseball game. Cumberland had beat Georgia Tech 22 to nothing, and Tech wanted revenge. The game was played in Grant's Field, and it went something like this. Georgia Tech won the toss and elected to kick off, and they defended the North goal. So Georgia Tech kicks off, and Cumberland fields the kickoff. They were down for no gain. They hand it off to a gentleman by the name of Cougar, who runs off tackle for a three-yard gain. They gave to McDonald. He got no gain. And eventually they punted. And Prius fielded the punt, ran down the middle, first and 10. And Tech runs a sweep. One play, touchdown. Georgia Tech seven, Cumberland nothing. Georgia Tech kicks off again. Gruber fields it again at the five, dashes, and is tackled for a five-yard kickoff return at his own 10. The Bulldogs run a sweep. They're hit at the line of scrimmage. And in one play, fumble. Georgia Tech picks up the loose ball, dashes it into the end zone. Georgia Tech 14, Cumberland zero. Georgia Tech kicks off again. Kruger fields it again at the 10, dashes up the middle for 20 yards before being hit and taken down, first and 10. McDonald takes it. He's immediately hit. Fumble again. Tech picks it up at the 20-yard line. First and 10 from the 20, and Georgia Tech runs a sweep around the right side down to the five-yard line. First and goal from the five, a handoff. Boom, 21 to nothing. By the end of the first quarter, it was Georgia Tech 63, Cumberland nothing. And Georgia Tech had scored nine touchdowns in that quarter. Halftime score, 126 to nothing. And as the teams came out of halftime, Georgia Tech's coach, John Heisman, agreed to shorten the quarters to 12 minutes. By the end of the third quarter, the score is 180 to nothing. The final score of the game came on a 30-yard pick six with under 10 seconds left. Georgia Tech, 222, Cumberland nothing. The largest margin of victory in the history of college football. A couple of notes, though, from this game. Georgia Tech amassed 978 yards in total offense, scored 32 touchdowns, forced 15 turnovers, held Cumberland to minus 28 yards in total offense. Georgia Tech never threw a pass in the game, and there were no first downs. Well, as mentioned, Georgia Tech's 1916 season ended with an 8-0-1 record. The lone tie was in Week 5 against Washington Lee, 7-7. After that game... They won by scores of 45 to nothing, 13 to nothing, 21 to nothing, and 33 to 7. Entering the 1917 season, Georgia Tech had a 19-game unbeaten streak by now. This Georgia Tech team ran the table 9-0 and won the national championship. This may have been Heisman's best team in the streak, or ever for that matter. John Heisman's 1917 team simply would never challenge they won by an average score of 55 to 2, shutting out seven of the nine teams they faced and allowed 17 points all season. Their closest game was a 22-point win, a 32-10 defeat of Davidson. By now, the Heisman shift, which was a method where offensive players shifted by jumping in unison. This was in full gear and a tore apart opposing defenses. This is how it worked. In perfect harmony, the quarterback, fullback, and halfbacks would line up in a straight line behind the center. Now, in accord, the three backs, who would not run the ball, would shift in one direction or the other, creating an improvised wall. Behind it, the rusher ran at will. It was really the forerunner of the single win, and it guaranteed that the offense had more bodies at the ball than the defense. They began the season with two consecutive shutouts, 25 to nothing over Furman and 33 to nothing over Wake Forest. Third game of the season, well, this was a matchup of the ages. Penn 1-0 against Georgia Tech 2-0. 10,000 people attended. That season had just begun, but it was known that the winner would likely secure a claim to the mythical national championship. John Heisman's Georgia Tech squad had gone 15-0-2 over the last two seasons, outscoring opponents by a combined score of 654-44. to 44. As for Penn, against teams not named Georgia Tech, the Quakers would go on to a 9-1 record and win with a scoring margin of 245-30. to 30. 
But in this game, Georgia Tech built a 20 to nothing halftime lead and went on to win 41 to nothing. After their 32 to 10 defeat of Davidson in week four, they defeated Washington and Lee 63 to nothing, Vanderbilt 83 to nothing, Tulane 48 to nothing, and in week eight faced Carlisle. At the end of the first quarter, Georgia Tech led Carlisle 28 to nothing and by halftime was 56 to nothing. By the end of the game, Georgia Tech had won 98 to nothing. Billy Sunday wrote, the jump shift is just about the slickest offense I ever saw. They finished the season with a 68-7 defeat of Auburn. Entering the 1918 season, now Georgia Tech had a 38-game undefeated streak. The 1918 season, well, this was the season of the Spanish flu, which came in waves, killing over 675,000 in the United States. It is this season that Georgia Tech provided one of the most unusual seasons a team ever put together in the history of college football. And it all culminated with an unthinkable loss. John Heisman's 1918 team led the nation in scoring 67 points per game. And spoiler alert, that included being shut out in week six. They averaged 78 points per game in the games they won, absent that one loss. But it was a four-game stretch that separated this team from all others in the history of college football. And excluding that lone loss, they had shut out every team they faced, outscoring opponents 466 to 32. The 1918 team would have been one of the greatest teams in the history of college football had they not lost in week six. They started the season with a 28 to nothing defeat of Clemson, and then it took off. They defeated Furman 118 to nothing. They used a long ball, a 72 yard touchdown pass. They made 34 first downs. In the third game of the season, they defeated 11th Cavalry 123 to nothing. This was a score early in the third corner, and then the game was called just a few minutes into the third quarter. In the next game, they defeated Camp Gordon 28 to nothing, and then in the fifth game of the season against North Carolina State, they defeated North Carolina State 128 to nothing, taking a 75 to nothing lead in halftime, and this game also was called five minutes into the fourth quarter. Georgia Tech by now was on track to be one of the greatest teams in the history of college football, as three times in a four-game stretch, they scored over 100 points. I'll say that again. Undefeated, unscored upon, and had scored over 100 points three times in a season. This was a feat that no team had ever done or would ever do. I will pause and let you absorb that awe-inspiring feat. Uh, pause is over. Now, the next game was against Pitt. Entering the game, John Heisman's Golden Tornado was 5-0, and averaging 85 points per game, scored over 100 points three times, and had put up a combined score of 425-0 to against its opponent shut out all the teams they faced, were riding a 33-game undefeated streak, posting 23 shutouts in that streak. And, oh, yes, they had not lost since 1914. Remember, this was 1918. So at Ford Field, in front of a crowd of 30,000, Pop Warner's Pittsburgh team entered the game 2-0, riding a 30-game winning streak themselves. This was the most anticipated game of the year, as neither team, neither team had lost since 1914. In the first quarter, a Davis to Easter Day touchdown pass gave Pitt a 7 to nothing lead. In the second quarter, Georgia Tech punted. Pitt's Davis returns it for a touchdown to increase the lead to 14 to nothing. The score stood until halftime. In the third quarter, Pitt used a double pass from McLaren to Daisies to Easterly, a double pass for a 25-yard touchdown to increase the lead to 20 to nothing. And what followed was a two-yard touchdown plunge. And now Pitt led 26 to nothing late in the third quarter. Final score. Pittsburgh 32, Georgia Tech 0, November 23rd, 1918. After the game, Pitt's Tom Davis had to run through the crowd to avoid fans who wanted to hoist him up on his shoulders. Pop Warner 
had called many reverses and double passes, and it took John Heisman's Georgia Tech defense off guard. And I think in many ways this propelled a win. After the game, Georgia Tech would go on to defeat Auburn in the last game of the season, 41 to nothing. But had they won this game, this 1918 team surely would have been one of the greatest teams in the history of college football. Now, as an aftermath, after the 1918 season, John Heisman at Georgia Tech went on to post shutouts in 54% of his games, 75 shutouts in 138 games. He posted four undefeated seasons and won 102 games, lost 29 and tied seven. The Georgia Tech football program, well, they went on to win three more national championships in 1928, 1952, and 1990. Georgia Tech would go on to become the first college football program ever to win the four major bowls, rose, orange, sugar, and cotton. In 1929, Georgia Tech won that famous wrong way Regals game in the 1929 Rose Bowl, 8-7 over California. In 1962, Georgia Tech upset Bear Bryant in Alabama, ending the Tide's 26-game undefeated streak. Coach Bobby Dodd put together back-to-back undefeated seasons for Georgia Tech in 51 and 52, culminating with a 31-game undefeated streak in a national championship. And the program put out such greats as quarterback Joe Hamilton and wide receiver Calvin Johnson. But somewhere in the echoes of time, there was a time when in four miraculous seasons, Georgia Tech went undefeated, posted a 33-game undefeated streak, and with a newfangled offense that put up numbers never seen before or since, 222 points in one game, over 100 points in a season, three times, and that with a defense that shut out 23 of the 33 teams they faced. And of course, there was that national title, the Heisman Trophy. That 45-pound, 13-and-a-half-inch tall bronze statue bears the name of a coach, the likes we will never see again. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.